Well, hello, hello, everybody. Good evening, good evening. Wednesday, the 13th of January, 2021. Welcome to Wednesday Night Live. I guess we're uh, we're kicking in tonight. Um, been quite a week. I, f- I feel like like every week, <laughs> every week, it's it's impossible to top the previous week. It re- I mean, holy crap, are things ever going? I won't say haywire. Like a friend of mine was was pinging me the other day, saying, "What what do you what do you think about the left going crazy?" It's like, no, they're not going crazy. They're not going crazy. They're doing exactly what they said they were going to do. Exactly what they claimed they wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, they're not not going crazy at all in any way, shape, or form. So, anyway, let's drop past, see what everyone is doing. They wanted to do, and now that's me. Good evening, Chaos Universe. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm just seeing that or if, if that's uh, someone's name. Hello, Steph. Any parlor alternatives until they're back online? Uh, Meridu says, almost as a good listen, heartfelt and engaging right from the start, strong anti-war messages. Thank you. That's my free novel available at uh, freedomain.com forward slash almost. We miss your political news. Do you really? I mean, what is there to say these days? I, I am so completely thrilled that I got off politics like six months ago. It is no place for philosophy at the moment. Uh, It is just will to power stuff. So with regards to alternatives, I will tell you the places that you can find me. So social media, right? You you, you like my videos? You like my pretty little egghead? So DLive, of course, where you are. BitChute, LBRY, Library, Streamanity, Locals, freedomain.locals.com, Brighteon, Dailymotion, Rumble. Rumble is actually really good, by the way, too. It's a really nice video quality and so on, right? As far as networks go, here's where I am, baby. Telegram. Telegram, Telegram, Telegram. Okay, so to uh, Telegram, of course, is, uh, I don't know, it's hard to say if anything's completely hack-proof or not, but you can go to, um, uh, let's see here. Let's try this. How do I share this dude? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I should say? DLive.tv forward slash free domain. Live now. But yeah, so uh, free domain radio. You can get me on Telegram. Right there, baby. Right there. And uh, t.me forward slash free domain radio. One word. You can get me there. Of course. And whaty whaty Elsie Elsie. Where am I now on my... I, I may have more than three tabs open at any particular moment in my life. So uh, let's go. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what you got. It's a back button. So you can get me on Telegram, of course. Steam it, S T E M I T. Instagram, MeWe, ThinkSpot, Minds, Gab, PocketNet, Twitch, and Float, F O O T E. And you can find all of these at freedomain.com forward slash connect. That's how we stay connected. For heaven's sake, sign up for my newsletter, which you can, of course, find at uh, freedomain.com forward slash newsletter. Not too shockingly named or anything like that. So yeah, you can can figure that one out. All right. Uh, What else have we got here? What is the motivation behind George Soros? A misinterpretation of World War II, I assume. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Gam, Brummel, Odyssey are all good tech choices. Just finished The Fountainhead this week. Really enjoyed it. Very good. 
Stefan, for the first time in my life, I am very frightened. I uh, don't blame you. Uh, somebody says, I was irritated with you going away from politics, but now I see you were so right. Oh, can you imagine if I was still in politics and people were trying to tie me to some sort of capital thing? My gosh, it'd be crazy. Crazy. Telegram will probably be my favorite, especially for live announcements. Good evening, Landry. Good evening. Float.app is safe as it's blockchain-based. I miss your Truth About series. Well, um, the Truth About series only matters when people respect and value the truth. Screw YouTube. We got DLive. Let's see here. Is there a community discussion board? Not a public one, no. Gab is good because it has its own servers. Yeah, so, you know, they went ahead and went through what Parler, I guess, failed to navigate recently. Uh, they went through uh, earlier, right? Uh, are you familiar with Snordster on YouTube? Uh, no. I don't obviously spend a lot of time uh, on YouTube these days. What's up, Stefan? Mm, my nipples, man, it's cold. You rock. I've seen few people work harder than Steph. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, hello, my friend. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Good evening, Steph. Hope you are doing well. Uh, I am. I am doing well. Thank you. What advice from Tommy Lawrence Men, Men Rant is valid? She took nine months to meet her fiancé. Then she banged a country singer and broke up with him? Uh, I don't know. All right. That's, uh, it, it's too much gossip, even for me. And don't get me wrong. I, I do like me some good gossip, so... All right, give me a topic or two. Obviously, I have a big rotating carousel of topics I would like to chat about, but I, of course, do want to hear what you guys want to chat about. There's a reason this should be live. Now that Parler is gone, where will you be the most? Mines, Gab, etc.? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll certainly post about shows on that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, wow, Stefan's Wikipedia page is a total hit piece. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's see here. Russia now holds fewer dollars than gold. Yeah, of course. Well, anybody with half a brain is getting out of dollars, right? And uh, is it moral to block X's on social media? Okay, so what is your definition of moral? What is your definition of moral? Is it... Uh, is it an initiation of the use of force to block people on social media, like individuals? No, of course not, right? So, I am overwhelmed by the peak Trump derangement syndrome in the mainstream media. It's a fervent torrent of hysteria. Yeah, of course, of course. Look, so, I mean, just this is pretty clear, I'm sure, to everyone here. But uh, the, So what they're doing to Trump at the moment is partly of his own making, it's partly mostly of the left's making, but also it's to warn anybody from outside the establishment that if you ever, ever think of trying to get in and screw with the swamp or mess with the system, or if you ever, ever, as a private citizen, not part of the general political elite ruling classes, if you ever try to reflect the will of the people, oh, have we got some fun for you? So yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't hear where he incited violence. Um, I didn't, right? So I didn't. Apple to disable Telegram on your phone? Yeah, I've heard some rumors about that. I don't know. Parler was overrated, in my opinion. To be honest, 
Well, so Parler, uh, here's the thing, right? So Parler, when it was going down, apparently had some security issues. Now, I'm not a security expert. This is just stuff I've read. I, I can't verify or validate it all myself. I think some of the more extreme claims that hackers got into, like private DMs and stuff like that, is, is overblown. But there does seem to be some evidence that when Parler was, before it was taken down, their two-step validation service disconnected and either due to some error somewhere, maybe a coder who was expecting a, uh, only a negative and assumed a positive, people seem to have been able to get in and get a hold of uh, more admin type stuff, including raw photos with GPS coordinates, which they've been tracing, and the relationship to the capital attack and so on uh, is being done. So Parler is now suing Amazon. But I think that the likelihood of the platform coming back is not high because I think people are going to look and say, well, you didn't proactively do what Gab had to do, which was to come up with your own servers and so on. And if there were these security issues on the last day, that's not good. People are going to, you know, trust is a pretty you know, what they say is like reputation. It takes a lifetime to build up, but only five minutes to destroy. So I would not hold my breath for the return of Parler, uh, whatever is going to take its place. I think Donald Trump Jr. is working on something. And uh, again, I've got a bunch of stuff I've been working. I mean, I've been part of these other platforms for years and years because, I mean, it was not super hard. I mean, seriously, guys, think about it. Who could have guessed it was six months, less than six months from me being deplatformed to the president of the United States being deplatformed. Isn't that wild? Isn't that? Oh, and Laura Luma predicted that, and many people laughed at her, and she was right. Gab dissenter is great. Do you think Parler is going to get back? Ah, I don't know. I, uh, I would not put a lot of money on it. BBC is just as bad as CNN. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you for your video about the magical weight loss pill. Uh, sorry, I just... Uh you, you, uh, yeah. Uh, I was still holding out hope for Trump to do something, but that is now gone. Yeah, no, Trump is, uh, his best option is probably to try and get onto a ship in international waters and stay there. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, the, the uh, assault on the Capitol started 20 minutes before Trump's speech even ended. And of course, he did say peacefully go to the Capitol and so on, right? So it doesn't... Uh, I mean, it doesn't track, it doesn't follow, but after the fine people hoax, like once they got people to believe the fine people hoax that Trump praised white supremacists as fine people, even though there was a transcript that took like 30 seconds to read to find out, like once they got people to believe the fine people hoax about Trump, I mean, they know that there's just a lever they can pull and people are just going to turn into raging attack dogs and that's just the way it goes. And people have been very disconnected from reality, right? See, in order to rule someone else, you have to create separate classifications of human beings. We know this, right? Masters and slaves, obviously. You have to create separate categories of human beings. We have one category called children, where children can be exploited and, and hit, and um, they can be used as collateral for national debt for their future earnings. I mean, they're just they're, they're dehumanized. Childism is the most virulent and widespread prejudice anti-child sentiment 
in the world, across the world, in in every conceivable. I mean, if if we said to adults, the government is going to choose your boss and where you work, people would say, well, that's appalling, that's fascism, but the government can choose where children go to school and who their teachers are, and we don't even notice it as a gross violation of autonomy and independence. And so in order to rule people, you have to create separate categories. And we know this all the way back to the divine right of kings, right? For the aristocracy to rule you, they had to say, well, you see, we're closer to God. We are blessed by the priests. We're a separate category. We're the heart, mind, and soul of the body politic, and you are merely the grubby fingers who grow the food. So you have to create separate categories of human beings in order to exploit and control people. You have to dehumanize them. Like there's this phrase now called maggots, right? M-A-G-A-T-S, right? Which is obviously Make America Great Again combined with maggots, right? Um, That is technically the, the, the incredibly dehumanizing language is precursor to massive repression. I mean, technically it's precursor, though, a long way off to genocide, right? You saw this with the Tutsis and the Hutsis or whatever they were called that uh, would refer to each other as cockroaches. Like, you have to create a complete us-versus-them divide in your humanity in order to be able to bully and exploit people, right? So the word racist is, is a way that you do that. The word Nazi, white supremacist, white nationalist, and, and the, you know, because apparently saying the word Christian is just too, too hard for people, probably is too hard for some people morally, but you have to, have to, have to create separate categories of human beings. So, for instance, you can say, for my enemies, power corrupts, right? So if you're on one side of the political divide, you'd say, well, for my enemies, power corrupts. They're so corrupt. They're so terrible in the way they run government. But for me and my party and my group, power only makes us more moral, more noble, better. So if you give power to my enemies, things are going to be terrible because power corrupts. But if you give power to me, things are going to be wonderful because I'm just some separate opposite category of human being to whom the maxim that power corrupts doesn't apply. So you have to create human, it's not even inhuman, it's anti-human. You have to create a category wherein the opposite moral rules apply in order to be able to exploit people. You have to dehumanize them and pretend that they're so bad, so nasty, so corrupted that, I mean, usually violence is the only answer, right? And it's so weird, right? So, like in a rational universe, right? In a rational universe, and of course the universe is rational, it's people who are nuts. But in a rational universe... What you would do is you'd say, well, wait a minute, if half the population are kind of halfway to Nazism, then we have terrible government schools and we should privatize everything, right? I don't say that, of course, right? Let's see here. The Gab guy has always been way more dedicated. Uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. Why are you not more active on Gab? I'm not really active on any social media platform at the moment. It's uh, it's kind of heartbreaking to kind of dig in and, and get invested, and then it just gets yeeted or yanked, right? So, The data on Parler being compromised was a conspiracy theory to destroy their brand, mostly. Is that true? Is that true? Ostracism of Parler is evident, evidence that economic ostracism works as a mechanism for legal order. Legal order. Well, so this is funny, right? Um, my, my very earliest 
My very first article was talking about economic ostracism as a replacement for state power. That if you commit a crime in a stateless society, that economic ostracism would be the means by which you would have to make right. Because you need the participation of other people in order to survive in a modern society. People got to sell you food, they've got to sell you heat, electricity, uh, and so on, right? So deplatforming is a wonderful way to deal with criminality in a free society, like in a stateless society. It is a terrible way, a terrible way to deal with disagreements in a statist society. Like in a statist society, you need free speech. And of course, you need free speech either way. So in a totally free society, you would want to have very strict limits on who could be deplatformed and why, because you wouldn't want to join into a place that could deplatform you simply for disagreements. It would have to be violations of the four basic moral rules in a civilized society, right? Somebody would have to be a rapist, a murderer, assault, or a thief in order for ostracism to kick in. You wouldn't want anything other than that, and companies that tried to offer more than that would have to charge an enormous amount, and people simply wouldn't use their services. When you have a government deplatforming, which is a way of ensuring that your political opponents can't organize and you gain control of the trillions and trillions of dollars of power that the state controls. Um, so deplatforming is like a complete tumor in a state of society. In a state-less society, it's a wonderful replacement for the state. How can the communists in the USA maintain power when the USA is already in so much debt? Uh, I guess you don't know the history of how Hitler simply reformed the currency, created the, got rid of the mark, I think it was, created the Reichsmark, and simply re, repacked the currency, and the same thing happened in Germany after the Second World War. So you simply say the old currency is dead, long live the new currency, and uh, you just monetize the debt, or you basically just renege on the debt, right? Do you think what is going on now is worse than McCarthyism? Oh, absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, without a doubt, because it's hitting private citizens. It's hitting the president of the United States. And uh, yeah, it's crazy, right? Somebody says, most of the people I follow on YouTube have been deplatformed. Yes, that is the case. And it is really quite, uh, quite boring there now. How do the people's fervent hatred of Trump make them so oblivious to the dangers of the incoming administration? Um, so here's the basic question, right? How do you end up being, being loved? Or how do you end up being needed, right? So you can be loved and you can be needed because you provide great value and, and happiness and positivity and good things to the people in your life. So they'll end up treasuring value, valuing you, loving you, and needing you. It's a wonderful thing, right? Now, another way, now that, that's called the hard road, <laughs> the high and the hard road. The other way that you can end up being needed and valued is to invent endless dangers that you then pretend to protect people from while you are, in fact, the danger, right? So if you want to go into a store, right, and you say, well, I want to sell you a service. Okay, maybe you want to sell a theft detection mechanism or security cameras or a counterfeit bill detection machine or something like that. So maybe you want to go and you want to sell something to the store, right? Well, then you actually have to do the work to come up with something of value to the store. You have to sell it. You have to risk them saying no. You have to build it. You have to install it. You have to service it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Or what you can do is you can go into the store and you can say, 
It'd be a real shame. There have been a lot of fires in this neighborhood recently. It'd be a real shame if a fire happened to hit your store. But for $1,000 a month, I can make sure that fires don't hit your store. Now, suddenly, you're needed. Are you needed because you're bringing a positive? No, but because you are withholding a negative. So nobody loves Joe Biden. Nobody is inspired by Joe Biden. But because Joe Biden was such a weak candidate, deplatforming and Trump hatred was inevitable. Because you end up liking Joe Biden because he's your shield against the demon Trump, right? So this is kind of inevitable, that rather than putting forward someone who's praiseworthy and beneficial of his own account, they simply demonize the other person until you run to their arms for safety and security. So uh, it's just a whole lot easier than actually coming up with somebody or something that's valuable. Explain crypto and if we should buy. So I, of course, will resolutely never, ever in a bazillion, gajillion, million years tell you to buy crypto. That is a personal decision everybody has to make. I guess, oh, look, it's back up to almost $48,000 Canadian, right? Because one person is looking at crypto price going down and saying, oh, no, my crypto is losing value. And the other one is saying, oh, thank heavens, crypto is finally on sale. So my personal view is that crypto, Bitcoin, is going to be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars over time and possibly even more. That's my view. The poor guy who lost over 7,000 Bitcoins because he locked his wallet in a vault that only allows 10 password attempts and he couldn't guess it in any of the 10 and he'd lost it. He lost $240 million at current valuation worth of Bitcoin. Ouchies. <laughs> that's going to leave a bit of a mark in a scar. That's, uh, that's kind of rough. That's kind of rough, man. Ah, uh, well, at least it can't be used for war, right? So, uh, crypto, so crypto is a way of, of storing and transferring value using a public ledger, public database, public blockchain, it's called. And there'll never be more than 21 million Bitcoins. Bitcoins are created by solving incre increasingly complex algorithms. So you do have to invest time and energy, particularly electricity and GPU time usually, in order to create a Bitcoin. And they are much more portable than gold, much more divisible than gold. And they are very cheap and easy to maintain. And so it's simply a way of being able to compare the value of fiat currency and or goods to a limited electronic ledger, so to speak. And if you want more, I had, I guess for many years, one of the most popular presentations on Bitcoin called The Truth About Bitcoin. You can find it on my video sites, uh, which you can find at freedomain.com forward slash connect. I cannot tell you whether you should buy or not buy crypto. Of course, I don't know everybody's personal circumstance. I would never in a million years try and influence you to make a decision without knowing your personal circumstances. So um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, it is a way of storing value and comparing some limited resource to goods and services in the world, which is an important thing to do, right? That's, that's what you need to abstract goods and services into a portable fashion so that you don't have to trade in kind, which is ridiculously inefficient. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps. All right. What else do we have here? Oh, should we, should we, uh, let's share some. Let's share some rewards, shall we? 
Oh, sorry, I meant to click 500, I only click 50. Uh, what are the risks of Antifa astroturfing on these new platforms? Well, it's not... Uh, it's not a risk, it's a certainty. Right, so I turned off the comments on 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 BitChute on my BitChute videos, and it's kind of weird because I'm kind of used to getting a lot of feedback on my videos, which is why it's nice to live stream. But yeah, I turned off the comment. I mean, they were just really a cesspool of just you know haters and and all of that. And so you know, here, here's the way that it generally works, right? The way that it generally works is if the left, and maybe this happens on the right too, I don't know, right? But if the left doesn't like someone, then they'll simply swarm that person's page with I love Hitler memes and and Nazi this and and whatever, right? It's never communist stuff, right? It's always Nazi stuff, right? And KKK stuff. And like, they'll just, you know, so, and then they'll try to create the impression that your fans are all Nazis and racists and this, that, and the other. And then they'll say, oh my gosh, look at the kind of people that this guy attracts. And then they'll just try and get you deplatformed. And this is why deplatforming based upon reputational damage is so ridiculous because you have no idea. People have no idea who is actually making those comments and whether it's they're being made honestly or not, right? And in fact, it's so effective that I doubt anything has to do with with real stuff uh, in people's comments anymore. Ah, oh, let's see here. Every instance in history shows a new leader steps up against such evil. Who would you put in that role, if anyone? Okay, <laughs> I don't mean to pull masters in history privilege, but are you insane? Like, with all due respect, are you crazy? Every instance in history shows a new leader steps up against such evil? Cuba? Russia? North Korea? Cambodia? Just off the top of my head. 1930s Germany? Come on, what are you talking about? What on earth are you talking about? Violence works enormously well because we're designed to survive, not be free. And if we have to give up freedoms in order to survive, 99.9% .9 of humanity will be just fine with that. And people who use violence know that, right? Shouldn't the red states secede so they aren't ruled by people who hate them? I don't think that there's any peaceful way to secede from the Union at the moment uh, that I know of. So, Yeah, power does corrupt, yeah. The urge to save humanity is almost always only a false face for the urge to rule it, says Mencken. Yes, quite right. Quite right. Do you think that this movement towards getting people into therapy and mental health is going to get us closer to a more moral society? I don't know what this movement is that you're referring to, but I would say that uh, improved parenting is the best way, is the best way. Please, people, get familiar with BitTorrent, FreedomBox, Usenet, Freenet, I2P, etc., decentralized, permissionless. Uh, let's see here. Land thought of Epic host... Oh, sorry, I can't do these rumors thing. I don't know if these are true or not. Epic, whatever, right? Who is the most evil Democrat today? Pelosi, Schumer, Schiff... Ah, I see. I, I don't think you're... I don't think you're seeing it right. You could be seeing it right. I'm just saying I don't think you're seeing it right. I don't think the rulers are the shadow cast by the willful ignorance of the people. Let me say this again so you get it. Rulers are the shadows cast by the willful ignorance 
of the people. Look, everybody in their dog wanders through your life trying to sell you bullshit night and day. <laughs> Except me. <laughs> right now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you like the way it is. So people are trying to sell you stuff all the time. All the time. And 99.9% of everything is crap. 99.9% of music is crap, of books are crap, of podcasts are crap. 99.9% of everything is crap. And people's thirst to suck up falsehood like a vampire on the jugular of a virgin is always astounding to me. Everybody knows that the truth is hard. Everybody knows that virtue is a challenge. And everybody knows that politicians lie. So a politician comes along and says, you've got to hate this guy. This guy, Trump, whoever, you got to hate this guy. Well, you, you follow the pointing finger back up the arm to the head, and that's the person you probably have the most to fear from. So people are just, they're willfully ignorant, they're willfully stupid. And so they get the leadership that they deserve. I mean, it's a shame, it's a real shame that everyone else gets sucked up into that, because the problem with the government is that, you know, if somebody else buys food that they don't like, doesn't kill your appetite, doesn't kill your taste buds. But the state is when, you know, somebody stubs their toe and your foot falls off, right? So no, these guys, they're just doing what they can get away with. They're just amoral power seekers. And what can they get away with? They can get away with exactly as much as the people let them get away with. That That's it. That's all. I mean, stop blaming the leaders in a democracy. Okay, a dictatorship, that's a different matter, right? I get that, right? I don't blame the North Koreans for the North Korean leader or the Chinese for the Chinese leaders. But in a democracy, look, there was still a vote. There was the internet. The internet has taken away all excuses for ignorance the world over. Nobody has any excuse for ignorance. You know, back in the day before the internet, which I remember when I was in university, uh, it was tough to find stuff. Like, if you wanted to find a particular quote that was kind of obscure, man, I, I would spend sometimes two or three hours trying to find a quote. You had to go to the library, you had to look up the index cards, you had to go up and down, you had to look in the indexes of the books, you had to thumb through, you had to scan. It was hard, man. It was hard. And right after I finished my master's thesis, a CD-ROM came out with all the works, searchable works of all the Western philosophers. Oh, killer. <laughs> I bought it and broke it. <laughs> so... I don't know, focusing on these leaders is, is, I mean, I understand it. It's like the beaten down victim of an abusive relationship, right? Saying, oh, my boyfriend is such a jerk. He's so mean. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't show up what he wants. He shows up drunk. He brings his friends over. He doesn't tidy up after himself. He wears his pants, his underwear four times, backwards, frontwards, inside and out. It's gross. He's disgusting. He never bathes. He doesn't brush his teeth. It's gross. And it's like, well, are you having sex with him? Yes. Then shut up. If you're banging the guy, he's not going to change. Whatever you reward a man with sex with, he's going to keep doing. Whatever you reward these leaders with votes with, they're going to keep doing. What are you blaming the leaders for? I mean... It's like if you throw $1,000 into the wind and then blame people who pick it up a mile downstream or downwind, what are you blaming them for? What are you blaming the leaders for? The facts about the situation 
are one click away. Right? The leaders, they're just amoral people doing what they can get away with. So I don't know why you would be blaming Pelosi or Schumer. Like, no. You're doing that so you don't have to talk to the people around you. You don't have to have difficult conversations with the people around you. So you get mad at who they vote for rather than mad at them for voting who they vote for, right? But the leaders, you know, if, if you throw a bunch of steak out of a car in Africa, getting mad at the hyenas for eating it seems kind of pointless, right? All right, let's see here. Steph finally got me the train of thought where it's just me and everyone else who's going about these things peacefully and without bullshitting. I'm not sure what that means, sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, it's the Q question, right? Like, who was who was really running Q? I mean, if if you were, I mean, the amount of, the amount of disinformation out there on the right, listen, I know there's a huge amount of disinformation out there on the left, which we know about, but we got to talk about the amount of disinformation that's out there on the right. Holy crap, the Pope is getting arrested, people say, I mean, it's nonsense. Um, people are, you know, high-level high people are about to be arrested, and there's going to be trials for treason, and Trump's going to get a second term, and... Like, the amount of disinformation that's out there on the right is truly staggering. I don't know if it's wish fulfillment. I assume that a lot of it is simply leftist people attempting to debate the right into believing things that are ridiculous so that they can say, well, a bunch of conspiracy theorists. And also, if people can get you to believe something that's outlandish and turns out to be completely untrue, right? Like, Trump is going <laughs> to overturn the election? Are you kidding me? Guy couldn't even control immigration. Guy couldn't even close the tax loophole for billionaire hedge fund managers. Trump couldn't finish building the wall. Trump couldn't repeal Section 230. Trump couldn't rein in censorship. Now, is that Trump? Yeah, to some degree. Trump is a big picture guy. He's an abstract guy. He's a guy who likes to thump the podium, not the guy who likes to do the boring, detailed work of getting things done. So he likes, he gravitates towards the spotlight, he gravitates towards the big speeches, he gravitates towards the tweeting, because tweeting gets him, tweeting gets him a lot of positive feedback. You know, I'm monitoring the situation, but he didn't do the nitty-gritty, detailed, dull work of grinding through particular legislation and building alliances and making compromises, the, all of the gruesome stuff that needs to be done to get laws passed that actually change things, he didn't really want to do that kind of stuff. And also he made just about the worst personnel decisions in the history of the universe. People voted for Trump, not Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. People voted for Trump, not the various swamp creatures he put in place of supposedly implementing his radical populist agenda, right? Because he didn't why on earth he didn't hire people from right outside? I have no idea. I'll, I'll never know. Maybe he'll explain it in his biography, but even then, autobiography, but even then I'll probably never know. I'll probably never know. People didn't vote for the Jared and Ivanka. People didn't care that he moved the embassy. 
in the Middle East. He didn't care about, they didn't care about brokering the Middle East. But he said it's a lot easier to go and broker the peace in the Middle East than to get legislation passed at home. And to actually sit down and take on this kind of stuff, right? Now, maybe it's because the Justice Department and maybe because the FBI and the CIA are also compromised that it's like going into combat with no arms. I don't know. I have no idea. Again, the truth may never be known. But yeah, boy made some bad decisions. As far as the impeachment stuff, right? So he just got impeached again for the second time. There'll be a trial. I mean, you know, the trial is interesting because the trial is going to have different evidentiary requirements than your average hyperventilating, if it bleeds, it leads newspaper bag over the head of the population, right? You you actually have to prove stuff in a court of law beyond a reasonable doubt and, you know, whatever standard applies in an impeachment trial. But uh, I don't really care. I don't, I don't, I genuinely don't really care. I went out for Froyo with my daughter before the show. I, do, I don't really care. You know, I have this policy now, like I'm not going to care more about people than they care about me. Now, of course, Donald Trump doesn't know me, doesn't care about me, but, you know, for four years straight, Donald Trump supporters were getting doxxed, harassed, beaten up, fired, deplatformed, censored, you name it, right? Their lives were being brutalized. Donald Trump supporters. What did he do about that? What did he do? Not really anything that I can tell. So Donald Trump is now being treated the way that his supporters were being treated. Say what you like about the dams, man. They protect their own. And how? You know, Joe Biden's out there saying, well, we're going to make sure that the Hispanic and and Native American and women and black and and blah, 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 all these businesses are going to get massive amounts of money. Right, because it's people who vote Democrat. So they're taking care of their own. The right have this odd, gracious universalism. Maybe it comes out of the Christianity thing. I don't know, but or the Greek, the Greek thing. But the Republicans are like, well, we want to do what's best for everyone. And the Democrats are like, we're going to get our people paid and we're going to harm the enemy. And, you know, I've said this before. If, if you're in a soccer game and you keep passing to the other team, but the other team only passes to themselves, you're going to lose the game. You're going to lose the game. So, yeah, Trump abandoned his base. He did go off chasing minority votes, and he got some and, and did some great good for the black community and the Hispanic community. Wonderful. That's great. No, everybody can be happy about that. But, I mean, that's the way the media kind of get you, right, is that if you're not bending over backwards for minorities, then you're a racist. But if you are, then you will lose to some degree the base that got you elected. So, it's a... Uh, <laughs> That's why it's so good not to be in politics. But I don't really care that Trump got got impeached. And the other thing, too, and I talked about this months ago, the idea, the very idea that he would start threatening big tech shortly before the election, when he had four, I mean, four years, remember, first two years of Trump's presidency, what, they had the Senate, the Congress, or the Senate uh, and and the Congress and, and the presidency, right? And what did they do? I mean, you know what? The Democrats, they, they move their stuff forward. Now, again, the Democrats have the backwind of the media, and that's no small thing at all, right? But, yeah, they, they didn't do what they needed to do. And whether they could have or could not have, I don't know. We'll never know. But they didn't seem to put as much of an effort in as they should have. And so now Trump is being treated like he let his supporters be treated for years and 
that's the way it is. All right, what's binging at me and burping at me and why? And why, I must know. Do, 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 do. Let's get back to some questions here, shall we? All right, um... It's almost impossible to be in the current political discussion because the sides are so firmly drawn. Right. So uh, smart people, uh, all civilization, all progress is based upon the skepticism of authority. The people who claim to know, and this goes all the way back to Socrates. As you know, Socrates was told he was the wisest man. He didn't believe it. So he went and questioned everyone and turned out that all the people who claimed to know didn't in fact know what they claim to know and and so and I think this is a Feynman quote all science is based upon skepticism of authority and so the big lie right the big lie is the foundational thing and I mean Hitler talked about it goes all the way back to Plato and the big lie is if you tell a small lie people will be suspicious if you tell an absolutely enormous lie people will be much more inclined to believe you it's, a, it's an amazing phenomenon. It really is an amazing, amazing phenomenon. You know, I've had, I've had people, I've had debates with people who find like one little thing in, in one page of UPB and they hammer at it and they're wrong about it. Like, oh, this is a syllogistical error and this is begging the question. Like they're so skeptical of UPB, they're drilling down and finding errors that aren't even there. And yet they swallow communism wholesale, right? Cause, so the, and the big lie is this, right? You live in a society and mainstream media outlets are very authoritative. They have nice sets. They're very popular. They've got good-looking people. They've got tons of ads. They have mainstream credibility. They're promoted. And so the idea that the very organs that are supposed to be critical and give you the facts are, in fact, lying to you and leading you off a cliff and that that is the tip of the iceberg of the real power in society that is very happy to have these sophist hit job, truth assassins do their job, that's too big for a lot of people to swallow. So they're just like, oh, okay, well, if it's on XYZ network, well, I mean, they they wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. I mean, that's that they would just destroy their credibility, right? So the idea that society in its modern form is founded on falsehood, sustained by lies, that's a terrifying thought for people, that government schools don't exist to educate but rather indoctrinate that the mainstream media exists to clickbait people into cultural suicide that's too terrifying a thought for people it kicks them out of the society that they believe is their home so and of course now the personal costs of questioning these narratives has become enormous right so uh let's see here No Ukraine investigation, no Hunter Crack head Biden investigations. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it was going to be uh, happening anyway, right? Why is Hollywood so hateful and leftist? They live better than 99.999% of any human who has lived on Earth. Well, I think it's part of that privilege that makes them so cold, right? Two years of Russian investigation. I think it was longer than that. I think it was longer than that. Trump talked a big game, but when it came down to it, not much happened. Well, no. See, I, I mean, I, I hate to be—I con- hate to be contrary to you guys because I love you to death. But and—and I, and I don't mean that you're wrong. I'm just telling you my thoughts on that. Oh no, a huge amount happened, but you got to look for the unseen. 
A huge amount happened. But you got to look for the unseen. So Trump was something that you want to roll into a particular system to find out how it really works. Because if everyone's agreeing with the system, you don't really get to see how it works. Like, you don't have to figure out how your computer works if it always runs smoothly. You don't have to figure out how your car works if it always runs smoothly. So Trump was something to roll into the existing system so that people could see how it actually worked, how it defends itself, how it deals with outsiders, how it deals with someone who reflects the will of the people in an accurate fashion. He did win the election, of course, in 2016. So it's to me, it was incredibly illuminating and a positive thing to roll Trump into the establishment so that people could see how the system works and that Obama reportedly approved of spying on a political candidate. You know, sometimes you go to Kenya for politics. Sometimes the politics of Kenya come to you, right? So seeing how, how it all works, seeing how power actually works would not have happened if the light bulb of Trump had not been switched into the dark cellar of politics. So, uh, and, and it is destabilizing for people, and I truly sympathize with that. It's a very, very difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing. People will do almost anything rather than have difficult conversations with people in their own lives, and they'll pray and hope for mop-haired saviors to come and, and deal with it for them. But Jared will never be POTUS now. <laughs> also, creative people, here's the thing, right? I know this. I'm a very creative person, right? So creative people can talk themselves into or out of just about anything. I'm very good at taking devil's advocate position. I'm very good at arguing against my own beliefs. It's one of the reasons why they get so polished and so sharp. Uh, I credibly create characters who are completely the opposite of me, which I've done repeatedly in novels. I role play people's abusive parents with chilling degrees of accuracy. I'm very good at getting into the hearts and minds of other people. Now, without philosophy, though, you dissolve into make-believe, and then you're very easily prey to sophistry. If you're a very creative person, it's very easy to dissolve into make-believe and to lose touch with reality. That's why philosophy has been so important to me as a creative person, to keep me grounded in reality. You're very easy to manipulate. The more creative you are, the, because to be creative is in a, in a way to manipulate, the more creative you are, the easier you are to manipulate. So. Wasn't Socrates a pederast? Well, um, the charge of corrupting the young wasn't just about philosophy. But, uh, you know, Aristotle approved slavery. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> Hippocrates didn't prescribe antibiotics. So You've got to cut people some slack for history, right? Let's see here. Personally, I'm for the Libertarian Party. We need them badly. Yeah, so I get where you're coming from. Um, libertarians have been largely compromised by leftist infiltration. And the moment, if the Libertarian Party got anywhere close to power, they'd simply be infiltrated. Uh, they leaders would be doxxed and attacked and threatened. And they would simply be destroyed through credibility attacks. And if they got even closer to power... What would happen is people would join who were dedicated to bringing them down, and they'd put on a great front. They'd gain lots of trust and money, and, you know, it's – sorry, you know. Thing, things – the closer you get to power, the more distorted everything becomes, right? Homeschooling, having a big family and farming is the best option for the future. You might not be wrong about that. The worst thing I hear is there's no way that this many people could be in on such a big lie. 
Well, yes, of course, right? Of course. Of course. And everybody looks at history, right? Everybody looks at history. And they say, gosh, I can't believe what people used to believe back then. I mean, it can't be the case that so many people were believed that the earth was flat. Really? Come on. It can't be. So many people believed that particular religious figures performed miracles. So many people. It can't be. It can't be. So everybody looks in history and says, so many people believe that slavery was moral? No. They can't. I mean, it's a big lie. It's false, right? Slavery is immoral, right? So everybody looks back in time and says, boy, people in the past sure believed some crazy stuff now, didn't they? <laughs> Spoiler. People 50 years from now would be looking back and saying, boy, people believed some crazy stuff back then, right? Trump's greatest achievement is not the wall or tax cuts, etc. It's what he exposed. And who? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Do you think Biden and or Trump are going to live for another four years? I'm not hoping for their death. It's just that they are getting so old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, they're, they're pretty up there. Let's see. I got one other thing to say. We don't have to have a long show tonight. The left will use anything for maximum political gain. Look how they exploited COVID and now the Capitol building riots. Yeah, those Capitol building riots were pretty aggressive, man. I mean, they were pretty aggressive. Um, but uh, a bunch of Republican congressmen were all almost assassinated. Some were shot. Scalise was shot, right? That's pretty bad too, right? I also think it's a bummer that Trump couldn't have done a tiny bit more to stop the communist response to COVID. But again, it's more complex. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the 1984 Apple Computer Super Bowl commercial? They were fighting the oppressors, and now they are the oppressors. <laughs> well, welcome to the cycle of history, brother. <laughs> what are a couple of books everyone should have on their shelves? Freedomain.com forward slash books. They're all free. It seems like a lot of people have disappointed you in the last few years. Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Trump, and so on. Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, to be fair, and you can let me know here. How have I disappointed you? Look, these are just people I've had passing professional interactions with. Never with Trump. I've never had anything to do with Trump. But yeah, I was on Joe Rogan's show a couple of times. I had Jordan Peterson on my show a couple of times. So I wouldn't sit there and say, oh my gosh, that's so terrible and so disappointing. It's just like, well, you know, they did, but they're not they're not moral philosophers, right? I mean, and so I wouldn't, it doesn't sort of, like the people in my life, the people I care about, the people I love, they haven't disappointed me. In fact, I have more honor and respect for the people in my life who I love than in the past. So, you know, if it seems like in the public square, like the public square and the people I interact with in the public square are a very, very small part of my life. I mean, especially now, I'm not really doing interviews anymore, right? So it's a very, very small part of my life. And I, look, I completely, from the outside, it looks like it's a very big part of my life. But the last time I thought about Joe Rogan or Jordan Peterson, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. By the way, by the way, uh, I just wanted to mention on my website, freedomain.com forward slash featured dash interviews, uh, you can uh, see I've sort of collected a bunch of the interviews that I thought were particularly good or interesting or, or whatever, right? 
And they're all linked to where they exist now on the web, uh, on places like Library and Brighteon and so on. And so you can go to freedomain.com, click on interviews, and you can share that link, you know, because all the people who think I'm some terrible guy, okay, well, at least I've talked to a bunch of people over the years, right? So let's see here. Oh, I already talked about why I closed comments in some of your videos on BitChute. Yeah, the new videos are closed simply because I assume it's just a bunch of leftist trolls who were out there trying to make my videos look bad by populating them with revolting comments, right? I don't think there's any um, I don't think there's any honesty in those comments, and so I don't want to make BitChute look bad. It's not a reflection of my audience at all. So here's the thing. So I know my audience pretty well. I mean, you guys come here, and it's 99% great people. And, you know, it's 1% douchebags, right? And the douchebags, you know, are not Nazis, right? So when I publish something on a platform and it's just like Nazi, Nazi, Nazi garbage underneath, then I know it's not my audience. So where's it coming from? Well, it's coming from people who want to discredit me and or BitChute. And, you know, BitChute is a company that or an organization that obviously I don't want to do anything to harm. And so when I'm getting comments way outside the bounds of any other criticism. And remember, I had, you know, 14 years, uh, 13 years of YouTube comments to chew on. So I know the audience pretty well. And it was very rare for there to be anti-Semitic comments. It was very rare for there to be, you know, Nazi trolls, very rare. But so if they're all over the place on BitChute, it's because leftists are coming in and they're trying to discredit me. They're trying to discredit the site. And I just don't want to participate in any of that. And so, no, it was not, uh, it was not, not valid. All right, let's see here. Atheism is actually on the decline, and people are more superstitious than ever. I just did a whole show today. I haven't released it yet uh, about uh, about all of that, so I haven't released it yet, but I will. Uh, Steph, sorry for repeating. In case you missed it, I will seed anything and everything you might share via torrent. So let me just check something here. There was at one point... Something about that. James, do we still have that on the site anywhere? I don't know. We used to. We used to. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, there used to be torrent stuff floating around. But don't forget fdrpodcast.com to, to get your podcast. You can do a search for all of that kind of stuff as well. So if you want a particular kind of podcast, like you like the truth about, so you can go to freedomain, fdrpodcast.com, and there's a whole search mechanism there, and you can do all that kind of cool stuff. I just want to mention that. But we used to have some seeds uh, floating around. I don't know where where they are. Sorry. (laughs) It's been quite a shuffle over the last little while, to put it mildly. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Jordan Peterson has advocated for truth, but Stefan is the only champion of truth that I know of. Look, it's, it's, his job was to be a psychologist, and he did wonderful work that way. My job is to be a philosopher, so of course I'm going to be a little bit more consistent uh, of all of that, right? All right, what have we got here? Thank you for still doing these videos, even after the horrible things they have done to you, Stephbot. Listen, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that that sympathy and that kindness. And yeah, there was some there were a couple of unpleasant days there. But 
I, I, I really genuinely believe this to be the case, that no great evil can befall the good man. Here's the thing. So just over the last six months, over the last year, like I lost PayPal, YouTube, Twitter, I mean, a whole bunch of other things. I'm fine. Honestly, I mean, and, and from the outside, I, I could get that. And, and you know, I certainly wasn't like, yay, right? But it's been a real blessing. Been a real blessing. And it has not made me unhappy. You know, I'm a pretty positive person. My happiness level, in general, is about 7 to 8 out of 10. That's my sort of baseline happiness. Pretty good. You know, there's stuff to rise to, which is great. There's stuff to fall to, but I, I, I you know, I return. And, I, you know, maybe this this age in my life and the amount of work that I've done, I just, that's my baseline happiness. It's like 7.5 to 8 is my baseline happiness. That's pretty good. Asking for 10 is is going to put you down, right? I think that's pretty close to the maximum that you can get on a consistent basis without having standards so high that you're going to make yourself miserable for failing to be at an orgasmic 10 all the time. So, you know, I have a wonderful family. I love, I have great friends. I have um, great connections with people. I'm still doing philosophy. The harm has been done to the world, I think, because people don't have as great an access to philosophy as they used to. The harm has been done to the world, I would not say, I mean, the injustice has been done to me, but I would not say that I'm reeling under horrible things that were, were done to me. Uh, my standard is not popularity. My standard is not reach. My standard is not number of subscribers. My standard is not any of those things. It's not income. Uh, my standard is telling the truth, being honest, being courageous, without being self-destructive. So I appreciate that. I mean, it's a wonderful thought. But I don't want you to think that I've been reeling from horrible things being done to me. Why do you give your books away for free? Because I want people to read. See, there's a lot of skepticism out there on the Internet, of course, right? Because a lot of grifters out there. And so I give my books away for free. And 10 million of those books have been read, by the way. 10 million. This is insane, right? And I give the books away for free. Because people donated to me while I was writing them, so I was already I already got paid, right? So it, it really felt wrong to say, oh, donate the show, donate to the show, support the show. And by the way, after taking your donations and using that time to write books, I'm now going to charge for the books. People donated so I could write the books and give them away for free. I did sell them for about a month, and then I realized I was taking the profits from the books and putting it into advertising, so I might as well give the books away for free from that standpoint because it's free advertising, right? So people want to know what I think. It's not behind a paywall if they want to know what my arguments are. And, you know, it's very rare for an author to have, you know, who isn't God, to have 10 million books read. So, Jordan Peterson is the other most mischaracterized guy I know of. Yes, absolutely the case. Absolutely the case. I defooed about five years ago. How long should I wait before I give my father a try? I haven't spoken to him since. I'm sorry to hear about that. I'm sorry that uh, this was the option that was necessary in your life. I hope that you went through therapy to do it. Uh, you are under no obligation to have abusive people in your life. I don't care if 
They gave birth to you and raised you and paid you. That's the job of being a parent. You know, my daughter is under no obligation. And I've told her this. I said, you are under no obligation to see me when you get older. You get older and you move out, which is not that long from now. She's 12, right? I mean, she can move out in six years. She's under no obligation to call me. She's under no obligation to come by. I hope that I'm going to continue to add value to her life as she has value to my life. And I hope that she will. And I will certainly aim to keep that relationship as as strong as possible. But she's under no obligation. You guys are under no obligation to come back and, and see this show again. My wife is under no obligation to wake up next to me every morning. People are under no obligation to donate. I do think it's a good thing to do if you're consuming the content and finding value. So you are under no obligation to give your father another chance if you want to, obviously, but be careful of sentimentality. Um, If it's been five years and he hasn't done a lot to figure out what's wrong with what he did to you, if he hasn't gone into therapy, if he hasn't done a lot of self-work, if he hasn't done the work necessary to address your concerns, What's changed? I mean, if, if nothing has changed, my guess is you would be setting yourself up for more heartache. So let's see here. The older you become, the more you live in the now. Well, sure, you have less now to come. Let's see here. Will you do any more Truth About videos? Uh, yeah. I will, but here's the thing, right? I mean, there's there's already so many Truth About videos back there. There's like probably 50 or so in the catalog. It's going to take you a long while to go through those. So I, I will. I will at some point. Let's see here. Are you planning to do more interviews in the near future? Uh, if I have someone that I want to ask things about... And yeah, but uh, again, you know, part of the reputational damage stuff is the splash damage of, oh, you went on Steph's show. He's a terrible guy, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I don't want to uh, I don't want people to get splash damage from me uh, with regards to having conversations. So it would have to be pretty important. I'd have to be pretty upfront about the risk that people might be taking. Right. Uh, Have you considered it's because YouTube banned all the so-called Nazis and BitChute is the only place they're allowed? Well, but the Nazis hate me. I mean, they literally hate and loathe me, right? So they're just, and, and where are they here, right? They're not here. They're not on any of my other channels, only on BitChute, right? So what do we have here? Uh, I heard that women will be advocating for polygamy in the coming years because they want to live with the top 5% alphas, very likely. Um, well, when people start to really understand the IQ bell curve, it becomes more likely. Thoughts on Brazilian President Bolsonaro? Well, he seems to be the Brazilian Trump. And uh, I visited Brazil and uh, supped quite a bit with the Libertarian Party, gave some speeches uh, back in the day, and they were pretty hungry for some liberties, for sure. Do you think Twitter will eventually self-destruct or become irrelevant? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so... So once companies get a certain user base, they simply have momentum because they've been around for a long time. IBM was kind of the case back in the day. So all of the people who founded Twitter and who invested in Twitter early, the venture capitalists, the founders, I mean, they've all they made their fortunes and they bug it off. So they don't really care about what happens 
to the company now, right? So it's like Peter Thiel with PayPal. Like, I mean, I assume he's moved on. He's doing new things. I mean, they don't really care about what happens. I mean, the company that I co-founded is still running. I'll check on it once a year or every two years just out of curiosity. But I'm not sitting there going, ooh, what's the, what's the market value of the company I co-founded but left X number of years ago? Eh, you know, every, every now and then I'm, I'm kind of curious, again, once every year or two, I'll check in on some old employers and say, hey, how's that company doing, right? But I'm not sitting there going, oh, man, that company I left <laughs> years and years ago, how's that? I mean, they don't care. They don't care. So it's, it's got momentum. And when you have that kind of bulk and that kind of momentum, you attract parasites. And that they come in through the HR department because you've got to find places to put people. And uh, that's the way it is, right? Have you seen Crossfire by Lauren Southern? Yes, I have, and I've been really meaning to uh, to 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 tweet and write about it more. Uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, you've got to be prepared to sit through a lot of crime footage, uh, but I mean, it's very powerfully done. So uh, I would recommend it. Thanks for keeping up the good work. You are welcome. It is my pleasure. I second that. Your content is one of the few things I look forward to on the internet world. Thank you very much. Wednesday night with Steph is my favorite time of the week. Thank you very much. Carpet bomber of truth. I really appreciate that. It's very kind. Steph is a trooper. Not going to hold him down. They can hold me sideways, but they can't hold me down. Um, Agreed. The world needs free domain now, which is why it's so distracted from. I feel that sentence is not quite complete. All right. What do we got here? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, what did they stop the steal? It's gone from Facebook now, too, right? Have, has your daughter expressed any career aspirations yet? Will she take up the family business? I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that's that's most likely. I mean, we we certainly love debating philosophy, and she's really sharp. Man, she's sharp. Um, I asked her yesterday because I'm working on a theory. I just did a podcast on this today. Actually, did two because the first one too many crackles in the audio for some weird reason. But anyway, um, I have this theory that they make morality more and more and more complicated so that you're at war with yourself and are easier to control. So in preparation for that, I asked my daughter, I said, how hard is it to be good? And she said, it's pretty easy. I don't steal anything. I don't hit anyone. Keep my word. Isn't that it? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of it. Don't hit anyone. Don't steal their stuff and honor your contracts. That's pretty much it. But they want to make it all so complicated. Like, everyone's got to be equal and then we can be okay with ourselves. Things that will never happen, right? Uh, I'd argue your wife is obligated, but that is beside the point. No doubt we earn our relationships unless dependent children. Yeah. No, my wife is not obligated. Yeah, she made a vow. I made a vow. She's still not obligated. You can change your mind about vows. You can change your mind about promises. You can change your mind about things. She's not obligated to stay with me. Or to put it another way, would you want someone with you who was with you only due to obligation? (laughs) <laughs> I don't like you, but I'm here just because I feel obligated. Wouldn't that be gross? I'm guilty of the whole sentimentality thing. I have to admit that. Oh, is this about your dad? No, we all are. We all are. Listen, um, I think about my mom from time to time and this 
year where people who live alone are really paying the price for living alone because you can't even have, I guess you can have pretend relationships with sad pets, but um, yeah, it's rough, man. And she, see, my mother's a hypochondriac. She thinks she's got every illness known to man, and she's now surrounded by an invisible China virus. I mean, it's got to be hell for her. It really, it's got to be hell for her. I think about that for sure. Wah, 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 wah. Let's see here. With medical technology increasing, people will soon live until age 150. Will you still be doing the show? Hey, man, if I get to live to 150 and I'm only a third of the way done rather than two-thirds of the way done, I'd be thrilled. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, they'll probably be rationing that to people who don't have bad Wikipedia pages at that point, so... I'm just about to start practical anarchy, and I'd like to know what is the best way to deal with people who bow to the state. Oh, gently enlighten them as to the evil they're supporting. They're not they're not evil until they know, right? So be gentle about it, right? How familiar are you with Peter Schiff? <laughs> well, I'm pretty familiar. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of shows together. I hosted his radio show back when he had that. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty damn familiar. Hmm, let's see here. Who is your favorite recent philosopher? Uh, Ayn Rand. How can the Silicon Valley cartel be taken down? Will they just fall on their own or will it take government intervention? Well, they'll merge. Well, that's fascism, right? Fascism is corporations and states, in, is the state intertwined, right? So they, um, they're already the propaganda arm and enforcement arm of groupthink on the Democratic Party, of the Democratic Party, right? That's, that's without a doubt. There's no no question of that at all. So corporate power and state power tend to merge together because corporations allow the state to enforce without violating the law, right? So you have the First Amendment in America, so the government can't arrest you for things that you say that are legal speech, but the, the government is frustrated at the fact that it can't do that and so they then rely upon the social media companies to do what the government is not legally able to do, which is to silence you and get you off the public square, right? And this idea, well, they're private corporations, they can do whatever they want. Well, it's kind of tough to say that when small businesses are all shut down by the state and bakers can't choose not to bake cakes for a gay couple if it's against their religious beliefs. And all these private corporation people, just ask them, which I don't think it would be just, but ask them if it's just and fair for private corporations to ban Muslims because they're Muslims, right? Would you allow that? No, that's wrong. Okay, well then, conservatism is a belief system like Islam. It's not race-specific like Islam. So why is it okay to ban conservatives but not Muslims, right? It's an interesting question, right? And the answer is, of course, that Muslims tend to vote for the left, right? Conservatives don't, obviously, right? So... Um, yeah, so you get corporate power, is a, and also it's a great way, this is the revolving door between corporations and government, right? So oh, it's also called regulatory capture. So you want to profit from being a politician, but you don't get paid that much. So instead, what you'll get is a revolving door in and out of corporations at a high level to go and replenish your bank account before coming back into the government to do favors for your corporate friends. So yeah, the merging of state power and corporate power is fascism, right? I mean, that's very much the definition of fascism, and this is why um, 
Antifa, is, which is facilitating this, is kind of ironically named, right? So, uh, yeah, they, 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 they really can't be broken down in that sense because they'll simply merge and become the soft enforcement arm of state uh, power, right? That's that's the way. And I, I, I talked about the corruptions of, of big tech when I gave a speech at the European Union Parliament buildings in Brussels. Oh, gosh. This would be at the beginning of 2018. Uh, it was right after then that it began to go kind of haywire for me, oddly enough, right? So, uh, Stefan, have you ever experienced imposter syndrome, perhaps when you were young? Absolutely. Yes. No question about that. What am I doing here? I don't belong here. Uh, other people are too skilled. They're going to catch me out. I'm going to figure that out. Remember, I, I was the chief technical officer of a software company with no formal training in computer science, right? So, yes, absolutely. Uh, it happened. It happened. Uh, and uh, you just have to recognize that that's simply your weaker self trying to keep you out from success, right? And, and uh, here's the thing, too. Like, if you grow up in a dysfunctional family, the more functional you are, the more invested your dysfunctional family is in your failure, right? That's really, really important to understand. The imposter syndrome is if you're doing better than your parents and you're more functional than your parents, uh, your parents don't want to see that. Because dysfunctional people don't think that they're dysfunctional. They think they're doing the best they can with the knowledge they have. But if you end up doing better than they are, that whole lie begins to fall apart. And most people would rather sacrifice others than face the truth about themselves if they're bad people. Last year feels like an abusive relationship and there's literally no escape. Uh, yes, yes, there is. Um, there is an escape. Uh, there is an escape. Stop focusing on politics. I mean, I did. I did politics. I mean, I, I'm, I'm back to doing the show I did at the beginning, which is great. That's the show I wanted to do. I got into politics. Um, there was just such a demand for it. Uh, people were like always asking me my take on particular political events. So I started a show called True News. Oh, gosh, I can't even remember. And I remember back in the day, I would go to my YouTube, you know, your history of, of growth. I started True News. And, I mean, the show just took off, right? I mean, and people really, really wanted to hear philosophical takes on current political issues in particular. And so, yeah, I did politics for seven or eight years, maybe nine. And it was very interesting. It wasn't my first choice. It was what the market wanted and what people said benefited them the most. And it helped with donations. I'm not going to lie. That, that's not unimportant. I got to eat. So, yeah, I did politics for a long time. And then when I was kicked off various social media platforms, it was not hard to know that violence was going to be the next thing. And I wanted to have nothing to do with it. And lo and behold, violence became the next thing. And I wanted to have nothing to do with it. So it's the case I've always made, right? You, you shut down people's speech so that you can... Um, push them into violence, right? There seems to be a pandemic of narcissism, both in politics and media, becoming more dangerous by the day. Well, people aren't shaped by actual reality because you can just print all the money and borrow all the money that you want. So there's no actual reality to limit people. So, you know, if, if you could eat all the food you want for free and never gain any weight or have any Ill, Ill health effects, would you be called greedy? Not really. Not really. So I don't miss... Uh, uh, I don't miss politics. Um, happy, happy to be off and, and all of that. So, All right. Um, I will wait for another question or two. Otherwise, I'll make a sort of closing statement, which I was thinking about today. So let's see here. Anybody got anything that they ever wanted to run through the big chatty forehead? 
I too have stopped being so interested and active in politics. I feel kind of guilty since it feels like I'm just rolling over. No, no, no. But I mean, politics is, is outside of our hands now. I mean, once free speech is, is, is gone, then, you know, violence is, is the next way that things get resolved. Things either get resolved through the words or through the fists, right? And if they take out the words, the fist comes next. And that's not my beat, man. I hope it's not yours either. Do the left ever reflect and ask themselves that maybe they're the bad guys? I, I'm sure that it occasionally crosses their mind, but they have such a deep well of hatred that they can run to that swamps out any emerging conscience that it's pretty tough to sustain. <laughs> What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> Blue, no green, no red. Ah! Coach Red Pill did a show about fleeing the U.S. Interesting, interesting. I doubt I'll bother with a vote again. Well, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, in my humble opinion, right? I mean, Biden is going to legalize 20 million to 30 million or put on a path to citizenship 20 to 30 million people living as uh, illegal or undocumented immigrants. And, uh, I mean, that's it for the Republican Party. I mean, same thing happened with the Conservative Party. They decided in the 90s to simply go mass immigration, and uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's toasted them how they used to be. They've simply had to skew left, further left. So you get the, cho the choice between medium left and hard left. And that's what happens when conservatism goes that route. Um, there will still be the vestigious, uh, a vestigial Republican Party, but uh, you, you can't, as a party, you can't survive the addition of 20 million votes for the other guys. Yeah, I mean, you understand, right? I mean, there's, just, there's no way. And that's what people voted. I mean, that's the Adios America uh, book from Ann Coulter. And that's what people voted Trump in to try and solve. And he couldn't or wouldn't solve it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that that's going to be much, much voting in the future. So, Any advice for teens finishing high school? Uh, look into crypto. What did you mean about the IQ stuff and polygamy? Well, as the population dumbs down, then the smart people um, have more reproductive options because women are often drawn to intelligence uh, because it's one of the foundational ways in which people survive in a complex society, right? Uh, in a meritocracy, particularly the remnants of the free market meritocracy, IQ is the biggest predictor of success that there is. And so as the population gets dumbed down as a whole, the really smart guys are going to be in short supply, and women may be willing to have co-wives in order to get access to high IQ genetics. That's just a possibility. Do maternal when? Oh, yeah, I kind of hit a wall on that one. Um, it, I kind of like the running and shooting stuff, and then it got like really complicated uh, battle stuff, and I just kind of hit the wall on it. Sorry. Background is too bright. <laughs> what you mean is that the foreground is too bright. Ha, la, la, la. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, look into crypto, I would say. If, you're, if I was a teen, I'd be looking into crypto, right? Yeah, I wouldn't go to college, my God. I feel that there's a societal hatred towards higher IQ people and there will be a backlash. Well, yeah, higher IQ people, unfortunately, can do a lot of damage if they get too cornered, right? And uh, this is why trying to keep the dialogue open has always been such a key thing for me, right? Because at some point, higher IQ people are going to fight back. Because, you see, higher IQ people, unfortunately, when you say, 
all success is based upon exploitation and theft. High IQ people who succeed are then automatically associated with evildoers, and they get kind of cornered and hunted down, and they fight back. And the fighting back of high IQ people can be pretty subtle and, unple- and very, very unpleasant. Women only seem to go for big brutes nowadays. Think it's birth control. No, so women are going for big brutes because they're concerned about war that's coming, right? Uh, great job, Steph. Wonderful, and you make my day. Well, it's, it's you know, fascinating, too. I've been listening back to my audiobook reading of Almost, a novel I wrote 20 years ago, just to see kind of a snapshot of my ideas and arguments 20 years ago. It's pretty wild how much of them are the same. Let's see here. I, I'm switching my previous political geeking to crypto. I'm going in with the means I know. I have. Yes, I think that's not a bad idea. High IQ people are nice until we're not. Yeah, well. Don't you think Biden-Harris will fight to regulate all the value out of crypto? Um, they obviously will try. Some politicians who've tried to regulate crypto have come to particularly bad ends. Uh, that's going to be something. And uh, crypto is just so portable, it's really tough to control. All right. Really appreciate that you have taken my questions. Literally spent hundreds of Tim Pool, su- literally spent hundreds on Tim Pool super chats and had one read. <laughs> well, uh, any update on your peaceful parenting book? Man, it's slow. It's slow. I'm sorry about that. I'm writing a thesis about anarcho-capitalism in university. Why not just write it and publish it online and start a show? That's what I did. They'll go after exchanges. Yeah, sure. Next frontier to establish new societies are underwater and Antarctica, really? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Eastern Europe, maybe. What is your accent? Uh, my accent is a combination, a uh, little bit of Irish, English, a little bit of South African, and theater school. Tim Poole is not engaging. So he's a pusher. And by that, I mean he, he pushes out information. It's not much of a dialogue. I, I do my shows where I'm solo, but... I really like the back and forth. Even when I'm giving speeches, I, in many ways, prefer the Q&A than the speech part. And I often will offer to just do a Q&A if people, that's what, I like the dialogue myself. Some people are just, they just push out information and they just want to inform you. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like Tim Pool, but he's not a dialogue kind of guy from what I've seen. More ANCAP shows. All right. Thank you very much. Theater school is an accent. <laughs> no, but when you're in theater school, you have to try and drop your accent so you don't just get cast in roles of British people. <laughs> right. So. Tim Pool is the poster child for soy boys. Oh, I don't know about that. I think Tim Pool's got some balls. I think he takes on some pretty tough topics and some pretty tough people. I think uh, he's uh, uh, you can you see, you see Tim Pool in Hoaxed, right? Hoaxedthemovie.com. If it is still that, um, you can also see me in there by the by. And check out um, Thrive 2 as well. Thrive 2 is another good documentary. I pop in there a little bit. Have you heard of Michael Malice? Yes, I have heard of Michael Malice. Um, I had him on the show a couple of times. Pretty nice guy. He wrote a book about the rights. Had some good points in it. But he just made sort of basic errors. Um, So he was saying white people are concerned about depopulation. But he said, but there's more white people in the world now than there ever have been. And it's like... Well, yeah, but most of them are over reproductive age, dude. <laughs> like, he just made sort of basic errors about that, which made me think it's kind of ideological or propaganda-based. But he just didn't um, – he didn't have critical people read his book. He didn't self-critically read it and say, where are the holes? So I was not super impressed at all, right? All right. 
uh, IQ and morality are not hand in hand. Morality is completely divorced from IQ. You don't have to be smart to be moral and vice versa. Well, no, except that generally socially acceptable behavior is positively correlated with IQ. So you've got some facts against you there. So morality is deferring immediate gratification for the sake of long-term value, long-term, the long-term good, right? In the same way that dieting is putting aside instant gratification for the sake of long-term weight loss and blah, 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 quitting smoking. You get it, right? So the capacity to defer immediate gratification for the sake of a long-term good, which is the essence of morality, is associated with IQ. And there's a reason why criminality, the sweet spot for criminality is 85 IQ. 85 IQ is a sweet spot for criminality because you're smart enough to want things and be able to go and get them, but you're not smart enough to be able to defer the gratification to get them honestly, right? So, Watch your collection of Christmas interviews and really enjoy it. I highly recommend. Yeah, it's nice, right? It's nice. Wonderful cave story at the end. Great performance. Thank you very much. And, of course, I've done my own documentaries. You can check them out at freedomain.com forward slash documentaries. There's one on Poland, lengthy one on um, California, uh, one on Hong Kong, which I think is very, very good, right? All right. Why did the, found, why did the founding fathers establish a government at all? Why didn't they go for anarchy? Oh, it's pretty early, man. I mean, they were still... A lot of them were still pro-slavery. So the idea, you can't have slavery without a state. So the idea that you'd have a stateless society, you know, and of course they misinterpreted the indigenous population as being stateless, right? And of course tribalism is in, in many ways a more vicious state because at least the state is kind of distant. Tribalism is kind of putting its face and tomahawk in your tent day and night. So it's asking them quite a lot to get to a stateless society for sure. I have a feeling the USA is done. Well, it's certainly in its current form, but uh, people will live on and there'll be something new. Steph pretty much got the same eye color as me. Ah, Retina Brothers. Beautiful. All right. Uh, you know what? I will save my last bit for a separate, a separate show. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, Christmas videos every year. And, you know, it's nice. It's a little bit sad, of course, how much that whole community of, like, of thinkers kind of got nuked by um, the divide and conquer stuff. It kind of works, right? Jack Dorsey, high IQ, morality a little lacking. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I don't know what to say, except that's a stupid comment. You know, I, I got to be frank with you. If you're listening to this show, you're so smarter than that, right? So when I say that IQ is positively correlated to socially acceptable behaviors, and then you say, well, Jack Dorsey is a bad guy if that's what you believe and he's got a high IQ do, do you not do you seriously not understand how a bell curve works are you seriously one of these people who is like men are on average taller than women I know a tall woman yeah it's called the exception that proves the rule <laughs> this is one of the things that's good about not being on social media is <laughs> not having to deal with this kind of stuff right could there be a population rebound as welfare states collapse and the old farts die off? Ah, eh, you know. Do you um do you wanna think about population rebounds fifty years or thirty years in the future? Do you not have more pressing moral issues in your life at the moment? I mean, don't get me wrong, I like to speculate, but could there be? Could there not be? I don't care. I mean, how's that going to affect what anything that I do in the moment, right? 
Cultural and upbringing are also major factors in morality, are they not? I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody's subject to culture in their upbringing. Everybody's subject to moral lessons in their upbringing. Of course, right? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're just uh, saying things that are completely blindingly obvious. Of course, environment matters. That's why I do this show. Culture is the result of IQ. No. No, that's not true. No, that's not true for sure. So in mainland China, they have a very different culture than Hong Kong and yet genetically identical populations. Culture is not the result of IQ. I mean, IQ and culture have an interplay. But if culture was the result of IQ, then all societies of similar IQs would have the same kind of culture, and they don't. North Korea, South Korea, wildly different cultures. Genetically identical population. What's the difference? Well, the difference is tyranny. So, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't make it deterministic, man. Elon Musk, I don't really know. I don't even know how he became the wealthiest guy. I don't know. I mean, you'd figure that uh, with COVID and the amount of money that uh, Jeff Bezos is making, that he'd stay pretty up there. But yeah, I don't really know much about uh, Elon. I just like the fact that he um, <laughs> he was ripping on uh, university education. He said it's fun, but you don't need it. Twenty to thirty million new citizens and a UBI on top of that. How will the USA survive? Well, it won't in its current form. It won't, and and it's natural, right? I mean, it's natural for civilizations to last a couple of hundred years because you get a lot of wealth, and then the resulting inequality. The poor people use the sentimentality and guilt of the rich people to take their resources, and everything goes into crap after that, right? Vietnam has a higher IQ than Poland, according to studies. Well, remember, Poland had its intelligentsia decapitated by waves of communists and Nazis coming in to destroy, right? They, they, they shot everyone in classes, right? All right. All right. All right. Well, I will, um, I will stop here uh, this evening. Uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful chat with you guys. I just, it delights me no end to have these conversations with you, and I just really, really appreciate if you want to help out the show freedomain.com forward slash donate would not be the end of the world um so um my mother says she's sorry for my abuse but i won't forgive her i think it's killing her well what has she done to earn saying sorry is pretty easy right um actually acting right what has she done to to make the sorry real or is she just saying it and then manipulating with you with you, with your guilt, right? Oh, you're killing me, blah blah blah, right? Um, justice is hard, you know. Justice is a hard thing. It's a tough thing because we do have sentimentality. But boy, if there's one thing that takes down a civilization, it's sentimentality, man. It's people playing the victim and us giving up our rights to make them feel better. Oh, it's terrible. All right. Thanks everyone so much for a great evening. I love you guys so much. Freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show, and uh, don't forget to follow me. Freedomain.com forward slash connect. Sign up for the newsletter. You can do that. You just go to the website. It'll pop something up. That would be fantastic. I will get that up and running again soon. It's had a bit of a break over Christmas and New Year's, but we will be back, baby. And I love you guys so much. Thank you for a wonderful, wonderful evening of great conversation, great questions, and have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful evening, a great week. I will see you soon. Take care.